that's one side of it. The other side of it to, you know, the question that you kind of posed is how much research or how much access to research can be produced by just talking about research, right? If, if someone talks about this research on this podcast, will they get onto Twitter or Google Scholar and whatever go, you know what, I'm gonna go look that up. Right, this is the appetizer. Will they then go and will they go then eat the entree, which is the research? Right, the I mean, app. right. You know, basically what's the effect of the trailer for the movie? I say that all the time to clients that I work with. They're like, well, people know what we do. And I'm like, no, they don't. Tom Cruise is the most bankable dollar for dollar actor and whatever. Trust me, they make posters, they make t-shirts, they make a trailer, they pay it. He does the rounds on Kimmel and Fallon. There's a reason for that. It's not right. just, well, we got Tom Cruise. We don't need to do anything. <laughs> Mando, how are How's you? How's it going? I mean, I don't want to brag, but we're published authors now. Yes, we are. Look how fancy we are. Jimmy, how's it feel? <sighs> I feel accomplished. I feel much smarter now. I you... actually now pronounce it the literature instead of literature. Or You're exactly right. Research instead of research. I joke around my friends in research. I'm like, why do you call it research? And they're like, that's how it should be pronounced. I'm like, well... I'm not on the inside. All right. So, <laughs> so we get to brag now because we did a thing mm -hmm. and by, we did a thing. I didn't really, I didn't really do a whole lot, but my name's on it. So I'm going to take credit. Um, but you came to us and you were like, Hey man, like you have this extra, you have this other podcast mm -hmm. that I started, I think just after I graduated from PT school. So just after, so like 2017. And the idea was I studied a lot with index cards because I'm old. <laughs> but I'm I do I like the tangibility of it, right? So when I was studying for right. the MPTE, I was still I was doing a clinical. And the idea was like I needed something portable. So I would I, I mean I started with like a stack of, I don't know, 100, 200 index cards. And it was just like one idea, Parkinson's disease. And I would just write like seven things, right? I was like, what what do I need to know to pass this test? Right. Mm -hmm. And slowly the, the stack, I'd walk around with it, be a huge stack. And then slowly as you start to learn something, the stack will get smaller. But I started to think, how could I create a digital version of that? And they have apps like that, like websites and apps, but I was, I'm not an app guy. And I was like, I like listening to things. What if I created a, an audio version of these things and gave it away for free? So we called, we did, I did it. And I interviewed people like yourself professors i wanted it to be legit didn't want it to just be some yahoo like me on a microphone teaching people stuff because i wanted it to be legit right so, so we launched it's called npte study cast and i sort of did a bunch of work on it for like six eight months and it had some traction but i was kind of like you know I, I get shiny object syndrome every once in a while i'm like all right new thing what are we doing over here and i just let it go and that's how podcast is right and it, it's cool because it just goes and i had not logged into the the back end of the website, the dashboard for, I don't know, a year or two. And I logged in and the thing was at like 750,000 downloads. And I was like, oh crap, like this is a thing. Like this has been going on and I haven't been paying attention. And then we started talking. Well, you had actually come to me separately, right? You came to me with something different and cool and innovative. That's right. Yeah. We started doing the trivia nights, the Clash of the Cranium series, Correct. which in its own right, got a lot of traction on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and all the other platforms. How do you explain that to people? 
So how I explain it to people is it's not my idea. So I actually, unfortunately, I will say kind of ripped off the idea from all the best ideas are. It, that's exactly right. Right. Everything in education is 90 percent borrowed, as they say. Right. So I actually looked at the Anatomy Education podcast, which is produced in the UK. And what these folks were doing was they were actually going physically from pub to pub oh. and doing trivia nights in the pub. So like the kind of the mellow mushroom style of pub, you know, trivia night thing. And so I said, OK, well, I want to do something like that. And COVID hit. Oh, right, right. So we were all, you know, isolated, quarantined. Everybody remembers that whole mess. And I said, OK, well, can I do this over a digital format? And that's when I reached out to you one night on Twitter and said, hey, I have this idea. Let's just kind of do this Facebook Kahoot, big national, get everybody together trivia night. And as you know, it blew up. Like we yeah. had like over 200 participants the first night. Live, like right. 200 live. participants right. live, like getting getting 200 of anything together live. And that was the first time we did it. Mm -hmm. um, and this is where I sort of, you know, I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not pro uh, pandemic, but it did teach us a lot. And it gave us a lot to have to navigate. I said this before when I was in radio and I did an intern. I did an internship for Howard Stern or for the okay. radio station. Howard Stern was on, awesome. which was awesome. And people were like, what have you thought? What did you think right after he went from terrestrial radio where you have the rules of the FCC? Right. Right. And when he went to satellite and for a while there, I thought his quality dipped. And this is not necessarily saying like him, hate him, whatever. He didn't have anything he had to work around anymore. It was like he had a blank slate, which for me, and I think a lot of creatives, that's too much. Like you got to give me the only way I can think outside the box is if you give me the box first. Right. Well, so like they, if you're like, you can't do this. But he didn't have an envelope to push anymore. Correct. Right. right. There's no resistance. Ex perfect. Right. To use an exercise analogy, there's nothing to push against. Right. So there's no resistance. And right. if there's no resistance, like, you know, I can't, I'm not going to grow at all. Right. right. More with muscle, exactly. muscle anatomy. Right. Exactly. So, you know, COVID comes in, gives us something we have to push against. And we sort of, we're like, yeah, I like trivia. I like, yeah. I'm like, Hey, are you going to write the questions? You're like, yeah, that's my bag. I'm like, well, I can sit there and crack wise for 25 minutes <laughs> and you know, I'll do whatever in between. And the students were like, yeah, we'd stick around. We'd, we'd log on from wherever we are for a half hour and learn some stuff. And, oh, it's got a cool vibe and I'm playing sound effects and yada, yada. So for me, that's the, the definition of win, 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 which is like, hey, what do we got? We got some attention out of it. We just kind of wanted, I mean, like well, a lot of things that I do, it's a social experiment. Right. We want to see like, is this going to, what, what's going to happen? Are people going to show up? Or they're not going to show up. And they did. So... We did that for a while. We're still doing that. We're probably going to keep doing that in, I mean, for the uh, immediate future. But then this idea of, are we, we're doing science here. Right. Came along. I didn't say that because I never recognized this, but you said that. So <laughs> I did. Well, well, like, what was scientific about it? Because I don't, I'm not a scientist. So, so really what's scientific about it? And, and I like the word scholarship, right? So in academics, we are required for lack of a better term to produce scholarship now what does that mean right so as a doctor of physical therapy as a doctor of education i need to contribute to the body of evidence right i need to push thought forward and a great way to do that in my opinion is to share what you know right because really that if you think about it at the core that's why we publish is because i right. want to share my knowledge with the world 
So I looked at our trivia night and the MPT study cast as a great way to provide service to students. Let's give these students who, let's face it, every year, I have a new cohort coming in here in a month. They're born in 2001, 2002 on average. Crazy. Think about that. Right. Exactly. They were all born post 9-11. Right. Exactly. That's crazy to me. Right. And, you know, I don't know if you remember the movie The Breakfast Club where, oh, yeah. yeah, the assistant principal was having that talk with the janitor in the closet. Remember that? And the no. Janitor what said, was that scene? Oh, yeah. So so the, the assistant principal said, man, these kids are just getting worse every year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. janitor goes, no, you're getting worse. <laughs> right? The kids are the same. <laughs> yeah. and, and really and truly, that spoke to me because I'm the one getting older. They're not. So now we have a, a generation, if you really think about it, they grew up with iPhones. They grew up with iPads. They grew up with the internet, right? I mean, I always tell my students every year, I graduated PT school without YouTube and without Google. And their jaws drop yeah, because they don't remember a time without it. So I really thought, let's take this study cast and let's publish it because other professions, medicine, OT, speech, pharmacy, all these other great healthcare professions really need to jump on this bandwagon because that's where our students are. Small, digestible lessons that you can listen to in the car, that you can listen to between class, and you can get some value out of it. Um, we use the thing we were good at. We twisted it a little bit, mm -hmm. right? We, we borrowed. We begged and people showed up and they listened to it. And now boop, out pops this thing. That's right. Look at this for the people watching a live stream. Uh, so that we have to, I, I believe when you, uh, when you read the title of your research, you have to do it in a very serious voice. You do. Would so you like me to do the serious voice? I want you to do okay. the serious voice. <clears throat> Podcasting as an innovative tool for national physical therapy examination preparation. Yeah, look at I that. Know. Look at us. We're published. I know. Um, so, you know, uh, I love research. I'm on the board for the Foundation for PT Research. Big pro, right? But I want people to, like, break it down. So how do you break this down? How do you tell people what we uh, what we learned without making it too long-winded? How do you break down what, what you wrote about? Because we just explained how we did it, right? Yeah. That's exactly right. So, so really and truly, this kind of gets to the core of everybody can do research, right? And I'm what a true, mean? exactly, even you. And we have proof of that. <laughs> yeah, proof right? of that. Exactly. So everybody can do research. So take that little bit of research, take that patient you see, take that person you see, take that treatment, whatever, and start asking yourself, why is it working? Why is that person getting better? Or why isn't that person getting better, right? For me on the education side, what am I doing today that is working and what's not working? So the journal that we submitted to allows for manuscripts not to be the full-blown research project, for lack of a better term, where you're recruiting subjects and all this stuff. Right, right, right. But they allow what's called a teaching innovation to be published. Hey, I have this idea. And if you look through that journal, you'll see all sorts of things, including, and I'm not kidding about this, using toilet paper rolls and pipe cleaners to describe the vascular system of the viscera. 
Sometimes, man, the, well, so, so wait, say that again. What, what do they allow this for teaching innovation? Is that what the yes. term so is? This is? This is a teaching innovation. And that's nice because we can say, hey, we have this idea and we have some evidence showing that it's working. And then we can springboard it onto a larger project to show right. that it's actually being effective later on. But this is kind of the seed of the idea. Well, I mean, you know, my full-time job, and I've used this quote before, my full-time job at Mount Sinai, um, I get to work for the director of rehab innovation. And his name is David Petrino. He's a physio and a neuroscientist. And his definition of innovation, I like the most because it's simple. Right. Because all the best things are, man. They really are. And his yeah. is, you find somebody that says, that's not my problem. You solve that problem and you're innovative, Right. So it's not that no one's trying to solve the problem. It's just like, have we been, has someone picked up this tool, a pipe cleaner and tried to describe the vascular system, right? right. Or has someone picked up a, a podcast, which, hey, 15 years ago, oh, that's just, that's a toy, right? right? Except if you use it this way, it's a tool. Could you? And we were just saying, I don't know. Here's what we did. Here's how we did it. Here's what we got. You decide if that's innovative or not. It'll only work, though, I think, is if I tell people all the time, I try to talk. I wind up not talking people out of starting a podcast, but I have I, I, I push back. Why do you want to start this podcast? Well, because my competition did it or I saw someone else and I'm like, bad reason. Keep going. And I look for the right reasons, not that I'm the owner of all people who should or shouldn't start podcasts, but I'm looking for the right reasons. Like, you know what? I think this would be a great way to share innovation, uh, information. Why? Well, because this this population, students, PTs, you know, they're always on the go and they and they listen to stuff. They've always got earpods. I'm like, OK, you're on the right. You're on the right track. Right. But if it's because uh, we don't have one, I'm like, that's not a good keep going now because our competition started one also not a good idea. So that's sort of, I feel like what we did, which is like, we just shine a light on what we did. And then you decide if this is going to fit for you. Right. And that's what makes podcasting really nice, right? You know, number one, it's out there. You know, you shared the numbers <laughs> earlier and, you know, and once it's out there, it's out there. Internet. Right? I had a, I stole a quote. The internet has a, uh, uh, the uh, infinite, memory and uh and uh uncalculable reach like it's just out there it's it's out it's in the ether like it's gonna be and that's how we went from me working on it to the not working on it to getting seven hundred fifty thousand downloads is like i just sort of put it out there and like gave it one little nudge and then that little marble just kept rolling and rolling and rolling and it you know hit a million people because you know we used the right search terms when we titled each episode right but it was things that they were probably searching for Anyway, that's why I titled them those things. Well, you're exactly right. And you really think about it. What's going to be more impactful? You know, that the research article we did is really nice. But I've already looked at the metrics. 51 people have accessed it. Which well, is we haven't really done a campaign to talk about it, though, which actually right, right. I that means I, I wanted this to be sort of the kickoff. Then we'll have a campaign. Right, Because the idea here is I'll walk people right through my content creation process. I've shared the slides before and I say only 1% of you is actually going to steal my formula. I want more of you to steal it. So we'll do this episode. We'll chat for 20, 30 minutes, whatever. Uh, Juliet will edit it up. Nice. By the way, one of our co-authors along with Bridget Nolan, right? So Juliet will edit the episode. She'll put a nice little intro on it. She'll put a nice little, you know, like she'll edit nice, put some music in the front. This will go on YouTube. This will go on our podcast. So running count, that's two pieces of content. Right. 
right? So we got audio and, and a big long video. Then I'll hand it to Bridget, another Bridget Nolan, another co-author on the paper, right? That's how fancy we are. And Bridget will cut it up into little bits. Because what I like to say is, how do you eat the elephant? You can't eat it in one bite. Right. Can't do it. Research, too. A lot of times, it's dense. Hey, man, can you break it down for me? So what Bridget will do is cut the video up into little snippets, share that. Maybe maybe we'll transcribe the episode. We'll run this through a transcription service, get the words, turn it into an article, like a blog article. Maybe we'll use ChatGPT to take all the transcripts and like, hey, write up a write up a, a coherent blog article. Now it's words. Right. Now take the blog article and make a Twitter thread out of it or make a graphic where you take a couple of quotes and now you share it. That all link back to, by the way, the article in its native form. And now we go from 51 people having access to it to 500, right? And it right. can be that quick, right? Because what you're doing is you're saying, and this is my mantra, science isn't finished until it's understood. Yeah, we got published. Hey, let's celebrate. We're done. We're not done. Because people don't understand it yet. And that's where I, that's like my that's my hill that I want to that I'll I'm willing to die on, which is I don't my goal of 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 either recording a podcast episode or saying something isn't I've changed this one little perspective, Matt, and my life is better for it. And here's what it is. My goal isn't to convince anybody of anything anymore. I don't care about convincing you of anything. My goal is, can we come to an understanding? I'm not asking to agree to anything. I'm asking, do you understand what I'm the concept that I'm describing? Do you understand the idea that I'm doing it? You might not like it or want to use it, but as long as you understand it, that's when I say, I'm done. And that's when I bring in the words of my favorite Peloton instructor. Yeah, I'm quoting a Peloton instructor, <laughs> which is, listen, I make suggestions but you make decisions. So in my example, talking to the researchers, I don't think their job is done once you get published. It's not. You have now just created a giant drum like in the marching band. You're not done yet. You, you It really is on you to walk around and bang on that drum for a while to see if you can get other people to understand that song. That's how I look at it. Now, I will push back for researchers and say, you're probably not trained in it. So why would you be expected to do it or do it? Well, I don't right. like to do things that I'm not trained in to do it. You're not incentivized to do it because most of the time your job or things are structured where your, your end zone is published. Why would you run 40 yards past the end zone? You don't get extra points for that. Right. You could be going to run another play. No, of course. So in my opinion, the system sort of still set against understanding being the goal. The goal is not just having to have published. It's have you have you affected change or have you distributed? First would be have you have you improved understanding of this concept or what you just of what you learned? Then the audience is going to describe whether they or decide whether they are going to make a, a change in their in their in their thinking or doing. I like the fact that we can track that. We can track how many people have accessed that. That's mm -hmm. cool. So as of May sixteenth, as we record this. 51 people have accessed it that when I looked last, which was yesterday, 51 people had accessed it. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. So I would love to use the, the paper and how we disseminate its research as another mini experiment, which is okay, because now we're going to be able to share this conversation 
in this full-length format, right? A big right. podcast. We'll share it as a video. We'll share it at clips. We'll share it on social channels. We'll share it by email. And then we'll see, did that do anything? Did that cause a, how many, how much of a needle did we move to make people go, I'll go click on that. They gave me enough information. They didn't read the paper to me because that'd be boring, right? right. Um, but they, we, 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 we got enough curiosity peaked to say, yeah, that's interesting, right? How many, all right, so we, but let's be scientists about this. Mm -hmm. What do you think? How many extra people do you, we're going to go from 50 to what? What's a good guess? There's really no good guess on this, right? Because we're just, right. Yeah, we're, we're kind we're early adopters, right? right? So we're, in a sense, pioneers on this. I don't want to brag, but we are pioneers. We We are pioneers, right? T-shirt made. That's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) Put it on a t-shirt, right? (laughs) I would say, all right, so here's stats on the podcast. The the Pinecast itself gets between 60 and 120,000 downloads a month. But now you need to break that down. It's not 60 and 120,000 people because we release four to eight episodes a month. So they could be accessing, one person could be accessing eight episodes or it could be, you know, we're also getting downloads from back episodes. So it's so the audience goes from 120,000 to smaller, right? The pop, the the the, the profession is only 300,000 PTs in, in the US or something like that. Yeah. Right? And then how many of them would care about this because again, the title is podcasting as an innovative tool for national physical therapy exam preparation. A student's not going to really read this. Not the, not the research anyway. They might listen to the podcast because, of, oh, now it's a thing. Oh, okay. I can see. Right. So we're looking at PT educators, right? That's going to be a smaller segment of our audience. Oh, very much so. Well, PT educators and other medical educators, right? Because oh, we, right, yeah, correct, yeah, correct, we publish this in a medical education journal. Correct. But now the campaign we're going to run is going to be through your channels, my channels, our right. channels, which is mostly pointed at PTs. That's correct. So I don't know. I'm, let's lay bets here. Um, I'm going to say because the only metric we can really the only metric we can really measure is is it views? So, that- it, views would be the alt metric, right? How many people are viewing it, retweeting it, like all those metrics? Those are kind of like alternative metrics. Like in terms of research, the gold standard is citations. Oh, so if someone uses it in their research. Right. But that's going to take a while, right? Oh, that takes forever. Oh, okay. and, the, and the thing is, in PT research, the average is like two. Two like citations? Two, like two citations. Like that's so if it. you have a good paper, an average paper, You're and you get, like get two, citations. two citations. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. average. Yeah. Wow. I didn't... People, people don't realize how small PT is. I mean, wow. it's only, what, like 3% of medical costs in the U.S. Right. Okay. All right. All right. But, but can we, can we measure views on this is what I'm asking? Yes. Or, yeah. Or you actually, views. if you look under figures and metrics, figures and metrics, right? Figure yeah, metrics. Okay. So there's your alt metric score, which is two. We got a two. That's so that's like some sort of rank. That's like, right. a, a, and well, that's just a, there's been two people that have retweeted it, mentioned it something. That's, that's probably, me. That, that's yeah. Well, that's you. And that's me. Cause I told so my Casco about it. <laughs> So we are it. We're it. We're the two. All right. But, we ha- but but in the audience's defense, did we just expect them to randomly come across this? What is the, you know, that's, that's well, that that's really it. So, so you mentioned understanding, 
right, as being the goal of dissemination, the goal of research, I'll take it a step back. What about access? Okay, what do you mean by that? How how would someone access this article? Oh, is this not open source or is it no, open it, source? No, well, this is behind a paywall. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That journal, they allow you to publish for free. And this is one of those publication things. Some journals will allow you to publish for free and people can view it for free. Other people, other journals, I should say, allow you to publish for free or for a fee. And then you have to pay more for open access. And the open access fee for that journal is there's a comma in the number. What is it? Ballpark it for me. It's like 2300. So we would have to, if we wanted to just say, hey, everybody, we did research, come bask in the glory of our genius, we would pay $2,300. Correct. To make it completely open access. Correct. If we set, so I, I don't have an extra $2,300 laying around, so we did not do that. Me neither. But so now the, the access issue is you're saying we're like, People have to, the only people that are going to be able to see that is people who already can get over that wall, who then dot 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 search the correct terms or look for this. Right. Right. Okay. And, and this is a huge barrier because huge. Right. Most universities have access. Like my university has access to that journal. They pay for institutional access to that right. journal. Right. So you automatically took out every clinician. Right. Not even every clinician that belongs to the APTA. Correct. Right, because they can only access the APTA Certainly. branded journals. Correct. Wow. Yeah, so yeah, all right. So now we're talking. Now we're narrowing down our audience. So right. now you can see when we go from fifty views or an alt metric score of two, right, to get to a hundred is actually kind of hard. Like, it is extremely hard, and that's oh, why like if you look at like the most cited articles in history, it's people like Sigmund Freud. Right. So right. very right. basic but touches a lot of different domains. All right. So this, I like, now there's some resistance. Now we go back to the Howard Stern part. Now I've right. got a little bit, okay, all right. It's not just, you know, get right. people to click it. Hold on. Isn't there a thing where if people ask us for this, we're allowed to send this to them for free though? Yes, but only so many times. How many times? Oh my gosh. I think it's 50. Okay. Yeah. Each of us or the whole time? The whole time? Uh, I think it's the whole, I think it's all of us aggregate. Well, right now we're at zero. I would like to max out at that. <laughs> yeah. So, let, okay. so if you'd like access, hit me up and we'll send it to you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I would yeah. like to now. Now. Okay. Now we're talking to a subset of a subset of a subset of a subset. Right. I want to see just access it and then let me know, like DM me. Hey, bro, I accessed your article. Great job. Way to pat yourself on the back. But now I want to see is talking about research as we're doing now, does that actually move the needle? If so, how much? And of course, there's going to be people who, like yourself, who understand research like, mm -hmm. hey, Jimmy, more people would have done it if your, if your topic had been broader or more interesting or more thorough. So there's, you know. Well, Jimmy, you know what you just did, right? No, I don't. You just created another study. <laughs> Maybe. That's exactly how it starts, right? Jason I mean, Craig, who was the guy who taught me research in school, He's probably like, he didn't pay attention. And I did pay attention, but it was hard, man. But, and I was but, doing other things. Well, and that's the honest, <laughs> honestly, like, look how research is presented a lot of times in PT school, right? Tons of vocabulary, tons of terms, all validity, and they're throwing out yeah, all these yeah, words. Yeah. Let's just start with the basics. Let's get curious. Let's right. Get, let's get curious. Let's get curious. Right. Because that's where research starts. Like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, I wonder why that's happening. Or, hey, I wonder what the effect of this would be. Well, look at the barrier to research. Like, mm -hmm. 
eat. Let's say I had all the time and money in the world, right? I do not have all the time or all the money in the world. But if I did and I wanted to study it, I still have to like learn all this stuff. And it's kind of dense, right? And then I've got to, then I got to figure out how to structure it. So there is no, people don't have the time and, and there, you know, there aren't funded researchers running around with unlimited time and resources. So the, probably a lot of important things aren't getting studied. Well, you're exactly right. And, you know, be quite honest with you, I've only been involved in one grant, right? All my other research has been non-grant funded, but it still got done. Right. The The other thing is, and I think this is a huge barrier, you mentioned getting started with research and where do I start? What's the process? How do I do it? Why aren't we working together? Well, now we're going to get on a side conversation, right. but I'm pretty unfiltered here. Again, I mentioned I work with the Foundation for PT Research, mm -hmm. who funds research. So I will be a trustee of the Foundation for PT Research right now and be like, listen, here's what we do. We raise a bunch of money in a bunch of different ways. The Miami Marquette, the Marquette Challenge, that's students funding it. You can write grants, you can donate to grants, you can you can donate endowments, you can donate your life 401k, whatever. Mm -hmm. so we raise a bunch of money. Right. And then we sit around and we wait for people to submit, like, hey, here's my great idea. And then people, not Jimmy. This is like Stuart Bender McLeod and Becky Craig and super smart research people. They review all those things in a well-defined process, blinded. I know a little, I know this much about how we do it, but they, they have a lot of rules on how to give this money away. Right. And they give this money away and the world is better for it. Right. Right. Jimmy has a pushback though. Cause why the heck is Jimmy McKay a trustee for the foundation for physical therapy research? Makes no sense. Everybody on the board, Stanley Paris was on the board. Becky Crake, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like Dwayne Hofstetter, like all these people who like, you know, Jimmy is the oddball, right? And then I figured out, all right, well, I'm just going to decide why, why I'm here. I'm here because I do not, what I mentioned before, just publishing it doesn't, job's not done. Right. Job's not done. Right. It's a great Kobe Bryant quote. I think he it was like the Lakers were up like three nothing or whatever in some series. And he was stone faced. And a reporter goes, Kobe, like, I haven't seen you smile. Like, you're up three nothing and you're going to win the NBA champion. And he's like, job's not done. So I push back a lot and I say, job's not done for things that Matt just said, mm -hmm. which is listen, we only, we only at the foundation have a finite number of, of dollars to give away. We'd love more. By the way, go to foundationforptresearch.com, donate. Right. Do that. I am all for that. I want to push. Okay. Well, when we're done publishing it, we're not done. Right. This is my rant earlier, which is science isn't finished until it's understood, not just published. Can't do that. So maybe I'm put there to be like, hey, every researcher needs to know how to create a 15 minute or five minute video about it and turn that video into podcast. And why aren't we, why isn't there a podcast channel just sharing research? And I don't know yet because maybe we just invented another study. I don't, I don't know. Maybe we get real meta. And why, why aren't researchers trained in how to write tweet threads? Because that's a really effective way of getting information out there at scale. Right. You're exactly right. So, and that's kind of getting to my point of access. You know, right. we, we have these journals. We like these journals. You know, I'll be perfectly honest with you. My job is dependent on journal articles. Right. I have to publish so many journal articles and so many right. scholarly products or I'm not employed anymore. Right. That's just but how it goes. Not, but you're not but you're not incentivized when you're done. You're. When you're done and you get you publish, right, you scored a touchdown. 
Right. In in the in the in the paradigm you're set up right now is let's go get back on the line and 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 run it's first down now. Let's go try to score again. Not let's kick the extra point and by the way, make sure everybody in the stadium understood what play we ran and why it right. worked and why it was so brilliant and how we're gonna do it again. You're not incentivized to do that. So it's I don't fault researchers for that, for not you know, and some people do above and beyond great jobs. Some people like that part of it and are good at it. Like my boss, David Petrino, has got 20,000 Twitter followers. He does a ton of research, but he's good at it and he likes it, right? Mm-hmm. He's got a skill for it. But he's not incentivized to do that. Right. There's no reason. He's He self-incentivizes because he's like, dude, people need to know this. Like, we're not done as soon as we publish because he recognizes all the things that you've mentioned in terms of access barriers. You're exactly right. And, and really, you know, I'll get very philosophical here. Like I said, what's the goal of the research, right? You know, if the goal of scholarship is that I'm sharing knowledge and my work ends with a poster at CSM and a citation or my work ends with the journal article that two people have accessed, me and you, right. it, is the job done? And the answer is no. No. Right? And, I you know, stole, I stole the line that's a signature on my emails from a guy by the name of Sir Mark Walport. He was like, mm-hmm. I think he, I think the job is, like he's essentially the Surgeon General of the UK, or he was. And his line was, science isn't finished until it's communicated. Like he was like right. a pioneer, like a, a advocate of science communication, which is what I consider myself, right? I'm using air quotes. And then I was like, yeah. And I put that on my email signature and I put it on my resume as like my statement a soapbox statement and then i even tried i even was like no sir mark walport i like your idea but i'm going to build on it i do not think science i don't think science isn't finished until it's communicated is is enough because we could do this podcast we could tweet this but if we did it unclearly if we weren't articulate it would have been communicated we should be done that's why I changed it to science. My my personal mantra is a build on his, which is science isn't finished until it's understood. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and I and I say this, like I got friends who are uh, you know, elementary school teachers. And I say, Well, I could teach the entire third grade curriculum in about two weeks. Why do you guys take nine months to do it? Because their goal isn't to have taught, it's to have achieved understanding for all the lessons. It takes time, effort, energy, going slow here, going fast here when you can. Um, so it, it, to me, it really, it resonates with science isn't finished until it's understood. Well, you know, on your preaching to the choir, right? Because, you know, I always tell fellow faculty members really and truly what's my job because right behind me, that's Gray's anatomy, right? That's the textbook, all the information's in there for my anatomy course. So what value do I bring? Right. And it's not the information. It's the understanding. Right. Right. You one-on-one or one-on-many right? figure out how to take that Gray's Anatomy, and that's the elephant. You don't eat the elephant in one bite. If it was just access to information, if that was just the issue, we would just buy a printing press and print out Gray's Anatomy ad nauseum and be like, hand it out, and we're done. Eh, that was easy. We solved the understanding of anatomy. But no, of course not. There's nuance. There's so much stuff in there that you need to be led through it. You're a guide to understanding. Right. Just and, publishing is not it. And the PT equivalent to that is printing out ad nauseum home exercise programs. Yes. Right. So here you go. Will, Here's your home exercises. Will chat GPT replace a PT? And I'm like, guys, it was, it was never the barrier. I could YouTube what article, you know, what exercise 
you're the guide because it there is nuance with that one one-on-one with that one person you're speaking with i didn't think we'd get this philosophical i thought we we're just going to pat on ourselves on the back for being published researchers Ooh, what's the goal of research again? To pat ourselves <laughs> on the back? Wait a minute. <laughs> my goal is, do I print this? I mean, I print this out and frame it and hang it on my wall in my living room, but how big? How big do I go with my article? I don't know. Right. Well, and Post that's... <laughs> well, I mean, we can do that. It's called CSM, right? You it know, is. I, I was out there with a big old article. But look at it. Look at... Do, have you, did you ever listen to the episodes I've done with Mike Morrison? I have. Brilliant guy. He was a full stack web developer, which meant he designed websites from zero with code to create creative, crazy, like sophistication. Mm -hmm. And then he left that. He went to get his, his PhD in organizational psychology. Interesting. And he did a YouTube video in a cartoon style. Why? Because everybody understands cartoons. They're, they're, they're storytelling at simplicity. And I think last time I checked, now I've got it. Now I've got to like Google it on the fly or YouTube it on the fly. Mike Morrison, better poster. So his idea, his campaign, whatever, was called Better Poster. Mm -hmm. And his video, as I just typed this, has 987,000 views. Wow. He put research. Oh, sorry. And his research was about Better Poster is, listen, for all intents and purposes, your scientific poster is not great. And here's why. And he walks everybody through the reasoning. I mean, he literally spells it out for people. That's why there's nine. He's almost has a million downloads on this thing four years ago. It sounds, it sounds very familiar to the guy that and I don't know if you've seen it. He does a whole bit on death by PowerPoint. Oh, probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hate PowerPoint, man. So Mike's whole thing is, listen, I mean, look at the thumbnail. And I'm betting where where every you know educator or researcher is listening and works, you have a departmental template. That is correct. And it's branded and it's good colors. And that's why you think you use it and it's going to make things easier. Mike recognized this in his video, I think, and we'll put it in the show note. And he goes, I know, but what we know from psychology, because that's what he's doing, he's actually graduated now, but what he was doing his PhD in, and design, like, best practices of good design. And he knows that because of his, his time designing websites. Because mm -hmm. to him, he would measure success or failure. But like, if you came to his website and left 20 seconds later, it means you came for a reason. You clicked. You didn't find it. You didn't understand. You left. So he's able to use best practices from design and psychology, design and brain, art and science, and put them together. And he said, listen, here's why that template, which is pretty much the same at every institution, is bad. And he's not just saying it's bad, fix it. He's saying, here's why it's bad. It's bad because of this and this and this. You thought this, you did this. The audience doesn't like it. And I love how he solved the problem too. Because in the description of the video, he gives you a link to some better poster designs. Thus, hashtag better poster. And that was his generation one video that got 987,000 views. His generation two video came out two years ago. That's got 158 thousand views and counting so this is sort of his this is his problem to solve at the moment this was his shiny object syndrome for the moment well i think that's really important on two different things right so one this guy saw found a problem right identified what the real problem is 
Rack? I'm gonna I'm gonna take it a step back to your Peloton instructor. Okay, so okay. my question for you is, what movie did that Peloton instructor get that quote from? Oh, I didn't know it wasn't. I make suggestions, you make decisions. Uh huh. I don't know. Moneyball. Oh, was that Moneyball? When they're all sitting in the room and all the scouts are sitting there with Brad Pitt and he goes, "What's the problem?" Who What's said it, Billy Bean? No, no, no. It was one of the scouts. It was, oh. guy, it was the guy, the scout with the hearing aid in, who didn't know who Fabio was. They were all real scouts. Did you know that? Most of them. Yeah, Most there were some them. actors yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like and Jonah Hill refused to speak to any of them because he didn't want any of the scouts to like him. Oh, that's kind of cool. So they'd have yeah. that, like, 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 who's this guy in this little tie? And like, you know, yeah, that the whole thing. But and and be quite honest with you, I love the Moneyball principle. That's exactly why I like doing this podcast and everything. Because let's do it differently. Do it differently, right? I'll even go a step further. I'll go further on your step further. Yeah. A student once asked me at a live show uh, after with our Q&A session, she said, um, do you have any real competition in the world of PT podcasts? Like, who's your real competition? And I said, no. And the whole room was like, ooh. And then I was like, hang on. I'm not, I'm not throwing shade. I look at it as swimming not wrestling right i look at it as listen we're all just in our own lanes in a good way and the more to me the more pt podcasts come out it just validates the medium it's like you're pro it's proof of concept right so i don't think i have any competition because i'm like well if someone's coming out trying to be exactly me good luck I, I don't even know how the hell to be me but they're not so I don't, I didn't think I had competition. Cause I'm like, I need, there's going to be 20 more podcasts by the next week, you know, in PT, but it's going to be great because there's still audience and it's not pie. If someone listens to my show, they don't not listen to Eric Mera and PT inquest, which by the way, right. is a journal club podcast, mm -hmm. which is a brilliant idea. So I didn't think we have, I don't think I have competition. I think we have collaborators i think they're collaborators not competition not competitors well look at the nfl right you know i mean you're you're a new york guy yeah you know what did the owner of the giants say way back when when they started doing all the rules john Mara mm -hmm. stood up and said if w we all win if we all help each other we're all going to be better sure i mean right? yes i know i know mara wants to win the super bowl but he wants what he really wants before that is or under i would i would say even bigger than that is i want people to like football Right. Once because they watch football. Exactly. Because even if they're watching the San Diego Chargers or LA Chargers or whatever, they win. Exactly. Yeah. Where are and, the Chargers? Are they LA or they? I think, I think it's LA. I don't, I don't know. It's somewhere on the, the left. Thing is you mentioned Moneyball. They're in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Or they're Imagine going that. to Vegas? I think they're going to Vegas. I think they're going. I think they yeah. just today I saw on ESPN, they approved like a one point something billion dollar stadium because they're going to put the stadium on the strip. How are you going to have a team in Vegas? Just like the football stadium. How are you going to have a team in Vegas and not put it on the strip? Although, what do you think that real estate is worth? Holy um, moly. I think it's exactly worth what they said it's going to be worth, which is they're going to get people and butts in the seats. Butts and seats. Because they mean, were having a problem in, in, in Oakland. Well, yeah. What's, what's baseball's biggest problem? Season's too long. Oh, 162 right? games? Yeah, exactly. 81 games at home? Right. Now, if you can tap into someone that's only in town for a couple days. Yeah, I'll go check out a game. You know, my or, team's in town. Right. right. Yeah. Right. You don't think at flights to Vegas or whatever, the right. Yankees are playing Oakland. Like, well, I'm not going to Oakland, but right. 
no knock on Oakland, everybody. Not knocking Oakland here on the show. No, not at all. But uh, all right. So you mentioned, hey, is there? A, you said, you know what you just did there, Jimmy. It's never study. What what could we do next? Besides, I do want to. I will now. We will now create a campaign that will share this as research and right. move this out. But what would our next? What could our next thing look at or whatever? So we got a lot of different directions, right? We can take this line of using podcasting as a study tool to improve performance on NPTE, right? We can start polling and looking at different students or different graduates that took the NPTE and say, oh, hey, see if it helped. Oh, exactly. You. If you want, go ahead and send us your scores. Like you did it, but didn't do anything. Right, exactly. Exactly. That's one side of it. The other side of it to, you know, the question that you kind of posed is – how much research or how much access to research can be produced by just talking about research, right? If, if someone talks about this research on this podcast, will they get onto Twitter or Google Scholar and whatever? Go, you know what? I'm going to go look that up. Right. This is the appetizer. Will they then go and will they go then eat the entree, which is the research? Right. Like I mean, the app. right. You know, basically, what's the effect of the trailer for the movie? Right, 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 exactly. But can we provide a research trailer? I say that all the time to clients that I work with. They're like, "Well, people know what we do," and I'm like, "No, they don't." Tom Cruise is the most bankable dollar for dollar actor and whatever. Trust me, they make posters, they make T-shirts, they make a trailer, they pay it. He does the rounds on Kimmel and Fallon. There's a reason for that. It's not just well, we got Tom Cruise. We don't need to do anything, my man. Tom Cruise is still out there working it. Your research needs to work it. Yeah. You got to work it. If you want it, if you would like it to spread, if you, but again, I come back to, um, what's the line I like to use? Oh, uh, a system is perfectly designed to get the result that it gets. Right. So people would say like, it's broken. And I'm, and I loved, I forget where I stole that from. That's, that's not mine. That's someone else's, but it's like this, the, the system's not broken. The system is perfectly designed to get the result it's getting. Like we, we are not turning out science communicators, researchers who also communicate science because we have not baked it into the, it's not in the recipe. So of course it's not coming out in the, in the cupcake tray. If you want to actually achieve understanding, it ne you need to be, in, Matt needs to be incentivized to do that. Or, I mean, there are more and more people who I see anyway on LinkedIn using this term science communicator as a job. Right. I got hired at Mount Sinai to do just that. I hang out with people who are sm super smart and passionate. And when they go and figure something out, I go, does this need a music video? Does it need a, a, you know, a, 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 a Twitter campaign? Does it need a Facebook? Like, what does it need? Let's, who do you want to get this to? What value does it bring? What problem are you solving? Great. Where those two things cross is our why. I can create media from that. You give me a why, I got the tools. You, me, Everybody has the tools too. Let me put in the numbers for you. Okay, so do you know how long it takes a research article that's been published, how many years it takes to actually go into clinical practice? I Is this the often cited number? Mm -hmm. Is it still that though? Someone said that wasn't, is it accurate? It's get, It's getting better. 17? It's still 17. Right. Okay. So I graduated from PT school in 2002. Wow. Which made, see, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I graduated like right after 9 11 happened. So the stuff that was published then is just making its way into what we do. Years ago is starting to get in clinical practice. I mean, I've pushed back at the foundation in good ways, mm -hmm. which is like, hey, we do a lot of effort to produce research. 
But, and that's, and that's what our foundation obviously is founded on. That's what a right. foundation means, a foundation. Um, but what's the purpose of it? Is it to create a pile of more books that Jimmy, do I, do I go on Amazon to buy more books that I don't read? Right. Do I need to actually read the books or did I buy the book? If it's an educational book to do something with it. And I would say, listen, well, if you don't read, if you don't buy the book, we, we, well, sorry, go even further upstream. If they don't make the book, they can't publish the book. They can't publish it. You can't buy it. If they can't, you know, if you don't buy it, they don't, you don't read it. But if you don't read it, you can't put it into action. And again, that's the idea is I don't, action for me isn't the end. That's again, you make, I make suggestions, you make decisions. Right. The end for me is at least understanding, at least you got to read it and under, read it and understand it. You got to write it well. Well, if, if you don't, read it and you don't understand it you cannot apply it correct right and if you can't do that you cannot compare it you cannot evaluate it right that's bloom's taxonomy right you Ooh, know i didn't think we'd go bloom's taxonomy that that is bloom's taxonomy right? the funny thing is if people explained it this way i would have understood it do, do you know steve Mar uh steve um no alan alda oh yeah alan alda because again, we got kids born post 9-11 listening to the show. I don't understand that. Alan Alda was in, a, I think, statistically, the most watched television episode ever, which was the hmm. final episode of MASH. Is that uh, still? I don't know. Someone, someone I, I know it was at one time. It yeah. was at least then until maybe, you know, friends oh. inside. But the thing was, everybody said, well, Seinfeld was busy, bigger, but here's the thing. By the time Seinfeld came around, there was 39 channels. Back when MASH was on, there were three. Right. It's easier to capture almost everybody if there's only three options and you're a good one. Well, and that was a television event. You know, I can remember my parents watching that episode and who shot JR on Dallas. Dallas, right. So MASH was a show about the Korean War, but it was really about the Vietnam War, which they weren't allowed to make a, a show about. But anyway, it was like ER or Grey's Anatomy but with a war mobile army surgical hospital. That's what MASH stood for. Okay, so here's your trivia question. Uh-oh. Who played Alan Alda's character in the MASH movie? Oh, wasn't that Kiefer Sutherland's dad? Sure was, Donald D Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Yep. Yes. Okay, so yes, it was a movie, <laughs> then it was a TV show. Right. So anyway, my point of bringing up Alan Alda is, Alan Alda, here's a story for you. Alan Alda was a budding young actor before MASH, mm -hmm. young, and he had to get dental surgery. And the dentist was just like, yeah, so dental surgery, yada, 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 whatever. He does it. He clips a, a facial nerve in Alan Alda's face. He clipped a facial nerve of an actor. That's like clipping an Achilles tendon of a track star. Because now he can't use part of his face, and he shows emotion with his face. So he goes back, and he's like, I don't know what happened here, Doc. I can't move this part of my face. Like, oh, yeah, that's, that's um, a possibility. And he's like, but you didn't explain that. Oh, we did, but not well. So it might have been explained, but Alan Alda didn't understand it because if he's like, if I did, I wouldn't have done it. This is my livelihood on my face. Fast forward, it comes, the nerve, he winds up being able to use it again. It comes back. He has a great career, but he winds up writing a book called If I Understood You, Would I Still Have This Look on My Face? Which is a very Alan Alda title. Oh, yeah. And he is a champion of science communication. He actually has a center for science communication at Stony Brook University on Long Island, huh. where I have toyed with the idea of like doing an advanced degree or certificate or whatever it is. Cause it's like, this is something I do, but these guys study it even more to get super better at it. Right. So you have people that champion these things 
we're learning more and more every day, but our, it's a great, that, I bet you someone's done research on that. More information, more research is published every day than in human history. Right. But is understanding increasing at the same rate? If the answer is no, why? My guess is because we haven't incentivized understanding. We've under, uh, we've incentivized publishing. You're exactly right. Right. I mean, you know, I, I think I forget what number it is, but like 90 percent of articles that are published are never read. Really? I mean, it's, it's like way up there. I mean, right. think about the last PT journal, right? The last medical journal, whatever it is. Last New England Journal of Medicine, doesn't matter what it is. How many articles did you read out of it? Well, I'll tell you this. I just did a Twitter study or a Twitter uh, poll, not a study. It's not a, it's not a study. It's a poll. Um, <laughs> and I asked people, do you, do you actually read PT research? And most people said yes. And then I would push back and say, is that the person they want to be? Or is it the person that they are? Like when the doctor asks you how, you know, how many drinks a week do you have? And you're like two. And you're like, really? And he's, you're like, yeah. And you're like, you have more than two. Right. But you, oh, yeah. you want to be that person who only has oh, two yeah. a week. Oh, yeah. You're exactly right. You know, who who wants to admit that they eat half a pizza for, you know, a Friday night dinner? Correct. The DiGiorno is, I mean, any any pizza is personal pizza if you try hard enough. That's another line from a movie. I don't remember which one. <laughs> I forget. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I forget what movie it is, too. All right. So yeah. so so next steps. So next steps are this. We this is step one of next steps. We talked about right. it. We shared it. Juliet's going to edit it, make it pretty. Bridge is going to cut it up, make some clips. We're going to put it on the Twitter, on the Instagram. We're going to see then if leading the horses to water will in fact make them drink and make them read and make them, I don't know, interact, right? We're, this, is, right. this is very meta. Um, and then we'll figure out, we're going to continue doing the trivia nights and we'll see what other research we can create. And then we'll lather, rinse, repeat, do it again. Right. All right. So the last thing we do uh, on the show, Matt, as always, is the parting shot. Let's keep uh, to that. Um, what is your parting shot? What is your final sentiment for this episode? My parting sentiment is research is not as hard as everyone thinks it is. You can do research, reach out and get some help if you're interested. Because one huge complaint I hear from academics is we don't have enough clinicians doing research. I like it. And then what's, I mean, the batting average on someone asking for help is probably pretty high. Like people are probably going to help you. Oh, if you reach out to me, there's a really good chance I'm going to help you out. Right, put Matt's email address in the show notes there. Matt's going to be flooded right. with, uh, with it. All right. My parting shot will be, again, I'm going to reiterate. I like reiterating because we know frequency and hearing a message increases someone understanding it. Uh, science isn't finished until it's understood. That's my line. That's the thing. That's the hill that I'm going to die on. Uh, science isn't finished until it's understood. So become a researcher or at the very least, read, share, implement, discuss research because it's being produced, but it doesn't do any good sitting on the shelf or like Matt said, about 90% doesn't even get read. Ah, it was sad. All right. Uh, Matt, appreciate your time. Thanks for, uh, thanks for helping me become a published author. Absolutely. Anytime we're going to have to do it again. Let's do it again. Yeah. All right. We're done, Juliet. So cut it here. But now we need to record the intro, Matt. Okay. All right. Um, so, okay, we'll do like a quick, quick sound effecty thing. Here we go. And three, two, one. <laughs> Matt Kondo is joining me on this show. Matt, welcome uh, back to the program. How's it going? What are we going to have a discussion about in this episode? What do the listeners get to hear us yammer on about and learn? Jimmy, this is an episode of celebration because Ooh. you and I 
are now published authors. Ta-da! We I are know. published authors. We uh, published an article uh, about very, it's very meta because we're talking on a podcast about an article we published about using a podcast in education for the national physical therapy examination. We get into terms that I did not think we would talk about, like Bloom's taxonomy. I never thought I would just hear or discuss those again once I graduated from PT school. We talk about that, though. It rolls right off the tongue. It's like it bacon-flavored bacon. I didn't even know that I knew what it was, but it, it comes back. So we discuss what we got published on. We also discuss what what is going to happen with that. Like, if we don't talk about it, if we just got published, how far does it actually go? We have metrics on that. And then we talk about what we, are, we ourselves are going to do about disseminating this research that we got published to the actual pub public to see if talking about stuff leads to people reading about stuff and being curious about stuff. I hope it is. I think it is. But that's not what science is. It's not hopes and thoughts. It's proving it and testing it. So uh, buckle up, kiddos. This episode is coming up, and it's all about research, but we make it fun. Like what you hear? Tell a friend or leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. The show today is brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. The Brooks IHL offers seven on-site PT residencies, including orthopedics, women's health, geriatrics, pediatrics, sports, and neurology, as well as a neurologic OT fellowship, a competitive OMPT fellowship, and a speech therapy clinical fellowship. Therapists that complete a residency or fellowship through the Brooks IHL will markedly advance their knowledge and skills in a specialty area of practice. Learn more about how a residency or fellowship can help you advance your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. PTPintCast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. To providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at BuildPT.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com. 